This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Kia ora. Thanks for tuning in to the most down-to-earth kids radio show in New Zealand, The Kids Mix, with me, Kath B. We'll have songs, stories, fun facts, giveaways, and what's that noise? Plus, Susie Cato joins us with Susie and Friends. The Kids Mix, with me, Kath B, on Fresh FM. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. You've had some rest, now it's time to wake up. You feel refreshed, now it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. You've had some rest, now it's time to wake up. You feel refreshed, now it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. I am your 
protector on your kaitiaki. It means that I won't eat you, yeah, that's what it means, eh? But now can you see that I'm no mystery? Māori girl, Māori girl, come to me. Yeah! I'm really friendly, I promise. Māori girl, Māori girl, let me see. Bring your beautiful body to me. I won't eat your ears and your cute little nose. I definitely won't eat your yummy toes. I don't even care, no, I won't eat your hair. Māori girl, Māori girl, come over here. I'm feeling a bit hungry now. Oh, it's snackish. Mori girl, Mori girl, I've had enough. I'm so hungry, I want some lunch. You would feel good in my tummy. I'm sorry to have to eat you, but I think you'll be yummy. Girl, you're running away. Oh, I wish you would stay. Mori girl, Mori girl, come back to me. Um, I don't think so. Come back to me, girl. OMG. Ew, don't run away. You want to eat me, okay? Well, where you going? No, stick by say. I want to protect you, I promise. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> ah, actually, I'm going to eat you all up. Because I'm a dummy fan. Oh, song's going on a little bit too long now. Oh, end it here. Oh, kia ora. This is the Kids Mix with Kath B on Fresh FM. Captain Festus McBoyle is going to make you walk the plank. Now, as everybody knows, you can't be a pirate sitting on your backside. Now, this here happens to be the last song, so do make sure you have a wriggle or else. And this one's all about walking the plank. I hope to be seeing you soon. Stared up at the roof. I spotted me a cockroach. He was marching from the sooth. He navigated my porthole, then he scuttled down my beam. Cartwheel crossed me table, then he dived into the cream. He'll walk the plank. He swam a couple of lengths or so, then he dived into the pasta. I chased him across the kitchen floor and raced him to the freezer. He managed quite some speed, you know, for a prehistoric geezer. He'll walk the plank to swim with the shark. And he said, no, I said, good. Then I stared him straight in his goggly eyes and I smiled as he says, to my surprise, will I float? I said, mm, you could. He'll walk the plank. Yeah. Just swim with the shark. Yeah. Where it's deep and dark. Yeah. It's a walk in the park. Walk in the plank. And there's lots of cakes and ice creams and crisps and sausage rolls. And there's everything that you'll 
So thank you very kindly, sir. But no, sir, after you, you'll walk the plank. Yeah. To swim with the shark. We're his feet in dark. It's a walk in the park. Walk in the plank. Too many Daves? Well, you can in this story. Did I ever tell you that Mrs. McCabe had 23 sons and she named them all Dave? Well, she did. And that wasn't a smart thing to do. You see, when she wants one and calls out, Yoo-hoo! Come into the house, Dave! She doesn't get one, All 23 Daves of hers come on the run. This makes things quite difficult at the McCaves, as you can imagine, with so many Daves. And often she wishes that when they were born, she had named one of them Bodkin Van Horn, and one of them Hoosfus, and one of them Snim, and one of them Hotshot, and one Sonny Jim, and one of them Shadrach, and one of them Blinky, and one of them stuffy, and one of them stinky, another one putt-putt, another one moon-face, another one Marvin O'Gravel balloon-face, and one of them ziggy, and one soggy muff, one buffalo bill, and one biffalo buff, and one of them sneepy, and one weepy wee, and one Paris garters, and one Harris tweed, and one of them Sir Michael Carmichael Zutt, and one of them Oliver Bolivar Butt, and one of them Zanzibar Snoot Snoot McFate. But she didn't do it. And now it's too late. It's so important to make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. Make just one heart to heart you. You sing to one smile that cheers you, one face that lights when it nears you, one girl you're, you're everything to fame. If you win it, comes and goes in a minute. Where's the real stuff in life to cling to? Love is the answer. Someone to love is the answer. Once you found her, build your world around her. Just one, someone happy, and you will be happy too. Here's a song called Mia Tika 
Mai Ra by Ruia. Multi, 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 multi,
sometimes wonder if this next song was the song that inspired me to write Dad, I Want to Be a Camel, because I used to listen to this song when I was young. It's called Going to the Zoo, and this is a live version sung by Julie Felix. Enjoy! We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. How about you, you, you? You can come too, too, too. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. Mama's taking us to the zoo tomorrow, zoo tomorrow, zoo tomorrow. Mama's taking us to the zoo tomorrow. We can stay all day. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. How about you, you, you? You can come too, too, too. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. See the elephant with the long trunk swinging, the great big ears and the long trunk swinging, sniffing up the peanuts and the long trunk swinging. We can stay all day. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. How about you, you, you? You can come too, too, too. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. See all the monkeys scritch, scritch, scratching, jumping all around and a scritch, scritch, scratching, hanging by the long tail, scritch, scritch, scratching. We can stay all day. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. How about you, you, you? You can come too, too, too. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. Big black bear, he's a womp, womp, woman. His coat too heavy, he's a womp, womp, woman. Don't get too near the womp, womp, woman or you won't stay all day. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. How about you, you, you? You can come too, too, too. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. Seals in the pool, they're oh, oh, honking. Catching all the fish at oh, oh, honking. Little seals are oh, oh, honking. We can stay all day. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. How about you, you, you? You can come too, too, too. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. Well, we stayed all day. We're getting sleepy, sitting in the car, getting sleep, sleep, sleepy, home already. We're sleep, sleep, sleepy, we have stayed all day, we've been to the zoo, 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 so have you, you, you. You came to We've been to the zoo, zoo, zoo. Daddy's taking us to the zoo tomorrow, zoo tomorrow, zoo tomorrow. Daddy's taking us to the zoo tomorrow. We can stay all day. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. How about you, you, you? You can come too, too, too. We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. Listening to the Kids Mix on Fresh FM with Kath B. And here's a story that I used to tell my daughter called Spring Clean. Please read us a story on there. We'll all gather round. Dear old man, sit in your favourite chair. We'll sit all around. All around, dear old I think it's going to rain, said Rabbit, peering out of the window. It does look rather dark for the middle of the day, agreed Bramwell. Little Bear drew a funny face on the glass. 
Actually, he said, the dark is on this side. It's dust. Rabbit added long ears to the funny face. Little Bear's right, he said. The window is really dirty. When did we last clean it? I can't remember, said Old Bear, looking thoughtful. Which means it must be time. Time for what? asked Little Bear. Wait and see, replied Old Bear, hurrying out of the room. Little Bear and Rabbit were still drawing pictures on the window when Old Bear returned pushing a large basket. Oh, picnic time, said Little Bear. Not yet, said Old Bear, lifting the cloth and pulling out a feather duster. It's spring cleaning time. We'll do the whole room. It'll be fun. Fun, cried Little Bear. Cleaning isn't fun. Bramwell picked up some dusters and handed one to Rabbit. Come on, he said. Let's go and find something to polish. Bramwell climbed up to inspect the tabletop. It's really dusty up here, he called. Let's do this first. Rabbit jumped up to join him, but as he bounced onto the table, he landed on one of Bramwell's dusters. Whee! he cried as he slid right across the table to the other side. This is fun, Bramwell. You must try it. A few minutes later, Rabbit and Bramwell, with a duster wrapped round each foot, began skating gracefully backwards and forwards across the table. Rabbit even managed a sort of twirly jump, which looked quite spectacular. Watch, Bramble! I'll do a figure of eight, he called. I think it's time we started work, Rabbit, said Bramble, when he finally remembered they were supposed to be polishing. Rabbit glided to a halt and peered down. But it's done, he cried. Look! Bramble looked down and saw his own face staring back at him. The table was almost as shiny as a mirror. Well, said Bramwell, I never thought cleaning would be this easy. Oh, it is, said a voice from below. It was Jolly Tall. He'd picked up a feather duster and was waving it about in the air. I'll dust away all the hard cobwebs with this, he said. Watch out, spiders. Here I come. Can I have feathers on a stick too, asked Little Bear. Sorry, said Old Bear, there aren't any more. Why did you take this? And he handed him a little bear-sized woolly mop. Oh, it's just like a hobby horse, cried Little Bear, climbing onto the mop and galloping around the room. It would be better if you rode it with the mop end on the floor, suggested Bramble. Then you can clean as you go. Little Bear galloped on, stopping every now and then to flick away a dirty mark or push the dust out from behind a table leg. When he came to the bed, he peered underneath. It's black with dust under here, he called, as he poked his mop in and wiggled it about. Help! came a startled voice from under the bed, and Cat popped her head out. Oh, it's you, little bear, she said. Your mop gave me a fright. I thought it was a woolly monster. Jolly was still dusting all the things the other toys couldn't reach. He flicked at the leaves of the plant and the books on the shelf. He even dusted the doll's house roof. Thank you, Jolly, called a little doll from the window, 
We saw you cleaning, so we're doing our house too. Old Bear was just thinking how lovely everything looked when he noticed Mrs. Doll cleaning the doll's house windows. We are silly, we've forgotten the dirtiest things. And he pointed to the windows. I think we'll need damp cloth to get the dust off there. Old Bear fetched a bucket of warm water. Then Rabbit, Bramble Brown and Little Bear washed away the dust on the windows. And Old Bear polished them till they shone. Very soon they'd finished the bottom of the windows, but when they looked up, they realised not even Jolly could reach the top. It seems a shame to leave them half done, said Old Bear. Perhaps we could fly the plane up there, suggested Rabbit, and clean the windows as we go. Mm, the plane would fly too fast, said Old Bear. Then he looked at the basket. But, he added, I've had an idea. Now where did I see those balloons? A little while later, the cleaning basket was standing by the window with three big balloons tied to the handle. And inside, instead of mops and brushes, there were three brave window cleaners, each clutching a yellow duster. There you are, said Old Bear. You'll be able to clean the windows as you drift past. You'd better take my feather duster so you can reach into the corners, said Jolly, handing it to Little Bear. Old Bear let go of the basket and gave it a little push. It left the ground and floated gently up. Rabbit and Bramwell cleaned as fast as they could as they drifted past the window. Slow it down, called Little Bear. I haven't used the feather duster yet. Bramble grabbed the curtain to steady the basket, and Little Bear just had time to flick the feathers into the corners before they floated on. That looks better, said Rabbit, as the balloon drifted away from the window and gave the toys a chance to admire their work. Where are we going now? he asked, as they floated on across the room. Down, I hope, said Little Bear. They weren't. They were still going up. I think I'd like to go down, said Little Bear. Well, I suppose we could jump onto the bed, suggested Rabbit. But we're not over the bed, said Little Bear, looking out of the basket. We're over the floor. Old Bear was watching anxiously. Try jumping up and down in the basket, he called. Bramble Brown, Little Bear and Rabbit jumped as heavily as they could. The basket wobbled a bit but drifted on and on. If you tie your dusters together, called Jolly, I'll catch the end and pull you down. Bramwell knotted together the corners of the three dusters to make a long yellow rope. Little Bear tied one end to the basket. Then Bramwell threw the other end to Jolly. Here you are, he shouted. Catch! But Jolly couldn't catch. Even though he stretched his neck as far as he could, he wasn't tall enough to reach the bottom duster. Oh, help! cried Little Bear. We'll never get down! But Bramble had had an idea. If we pop one of the balloons, we might just float down gently, he suggested. Except we haven't got a pin, he added. Little Bear turned the feather duster upside down. This might do it, he said, 
poking at the balloon with a stick. Bang! The basket went down a little bit, and then stopped. Pop another one, said Bramwell, covering his ears. Bang! Went the second balloon. All the toys held their breath as slowly the basket floated down to the ground and landed softly on the carpet. Phew! You said cleaning would be fun, old bear, but I never thought it would be exciting. Old bear lifted little bear out of the basket and pointed to the window. Look at it now, he said. Little bear stared. Oh no, he cried. It's still all dark. We didn't get the dirt off after all. Of course we did, laughed old bear. It's dark because it's late. We've been cleaning all afternoon. And what comes after cleaning time? Tea time, cried little bear. And he was right. song because it goes a whim away a whim away this song's called the lion sleeps tonight by hippo singer and dancing dog (laughs) 
Cinderella, you'll know the song is called So This Is Love. Mm -hmm. So this is love. So this is what makes life. I'm all aglow. And now I know. And now I know. wings and I can fly I'll touch every star so this is the lost his wings. Hmm, let's find out, because our story today is by Peter Gwynn, and it's called How the Kiwi Lost His Wings. Early one morning, Pookie the Kiwi was creeping back to his little den under the old rata tree, 
walking very slowly, because in the daytime the light hurt his eyes and he couldn't see very well. He kept his head close to the ground, and his long bill touched it now and then as his head nodded. And as he walked, he puffed and snuffled. He looked rather like an old blind man with a cane tapping his way along the street. Pookie was very tired because he'd been up the whole night hunting for worms and beetles to eat, and now he was looking forward to a good sleep in his warm nest. Now, in the trees up above, one or two of the birds were watching, and as they always did when they saw Pookie shuffling along, they said to each other, "What a pity it was that he couldn't fly." Of course, it didn't worry Pookie because he was used to walking, so he wasn't at all annoyed this particular morning when a fantail danced down beside him and said, "Pookie, I'm very sorry you can't fly in the trees like I can. Doesn't it make you sad?" No," replied Pookie. "Not in the least. As a matter of fact, a long time ago, we kiwis could fly every bit as well as you can." "Goodness," said the fantail. "I didn't know that. C could we hear about it?" "Certainly," said Pookie. So all the birds gathered round to listen. "Long, long ago," said Pookie. "Many thousands of years ago, in fact." The kiwis could fly as well as any other birds, but you must remember, friends, this was a very long time ago indeed. In fact, not long after the great Maui fished up this island from the depths of the ocean, there was much more forest in those days than there is now, and the god of the forest was the mighty Tani. Now Tani loved the forest and the birds that lived there. And the birds themselves were very happy and sang from morning till night. Some of those birds you wouldn't recognize today. For instance, Tui had no white bib under his chin, and Morpork wasn't brown as he is now. He was quite brightly coloured. And as for us kiwis, well, we lived in treetops like the kaka and fed on berries and nectar from the bush flowers. And instead of having browny grey feathers. We were as brightly coloured as Pukeko is today, but remember, this was a long, long time ago. The great Tani was a father to the forest. He saw that the giant cowries had room to grow tall and straight, and made sure that the young rimus, with their beautiful drooping branches, had space to grow. When the winds and rains came and threatened to blow down the great trees or wash them down the gullies, he pleaded with Rangi in the sky, and the wind would drop and the rain cease, and the sun would shine again. Then one terrible summer there came a plague of insects, and the floor of the forest was swarming with creeping, crawling things, great beetles, long brown centipedes, fat, wriggling worms. They attacked the trees, eating the bark and the leaves and the roots until the bush was no longer green, but a feverish, sickly yellow. So Tani called all of the birds of the forest together, and they came to him: the fantail, the pigeon, the tui, the morpork, the kaka, the cuckoo, and every bird of every kind that lived in the bush. And Tani said, "Birds." You know this terrible thing that is happening to the forest. Only you can save it. And the birds looked at one another and said, 
How? How can we save the bush, Tani? Tane answered them, "Some of you must come down from the trees and live on the ground. You must forget the light and sunshine of the tree tops, and live in the gloom of the forest floor. You must forget the sweet berries and the nectar, and instead eat these creeping things that are destroying our forest. Which of you will do this?" And none of the birds answered him. So Tani spoke to the shining cuckoo. Cuckoo, will you come down from the tree tops and live on the forest floor? But the cuckoo hung her head and said, "Great Tani, I am building my nest in the trees, and I cannot leave it to go and live on the ground." Then Tani asked the moorpork, "Oh, Ruru, little moorpork, will you come and live on the ground and stop this plague for us?" But the moorpork looked the other way and said, "Great Tani, I love the light. The forest floor would be too dark for my eyes." So Tani spoke to the tui. Tui, will you do this thing for me and come and live on the forest floor? But the tui said, "Great Tani, I am afraid. I do not know what enemies I should meet on the ground. I cannot do it." Then Tane said to the pukeko, "Surely, you will come down and live on the ground, will you not?" But the pukeko said, "Great Tane, the ground is cold and damp, and I like to keep my feet dry in the high branches of the trees. Besides, the birds admire my bright colours. I would miss the company of all the other birds if I went to live on the forest floor." Perhaps some other bird will do this thing you ask. Now, Tane spoke to the kiwi, the beautiful kiwi that lived high in the tops of the trees, and said, "Kiwi, will you do this thing for me? Will you come down and live on the forest floor?" And because Kiwi loved the bush even more than he loved the high trees and the sunlight and the nectar of the flowers, he said, "Yes, Tani, I will do it." Then Tani said, "If you come down to the floor of the bush, you must lose your bright colours and become as dark as a shadow, so that you are not easily seen." You must lose your wings, so that in the long evenings, when you sigh for your old life in the tree tops, you cannot return there. And your slim legs must grow thick and strong, so that you can run quickly along the ground. Will you still come down, and live on the forest floor? And the kiwi bowed his head and said. Yes, Tani, I will. Turning to the other birds, Tani said, "Kiwi of all the birds is not selfish. You others thought not of the forest or of the other birds, but only of yourselves. You did not care if the forest died, and so that you and all others will remember your selfishness." I shall change you all. 
cuckoo. You told me you were too busy building a nest to help me. From this day forth, you shall never build another nest. You will lay your eggs in the nests of other birds, and they will scorn you. And more pork, you who love the light. From now on, you shall live in the gloom of the forest, and fly only in the black of the night. Tui, poor. Cowardly Tui, who is too afraid to come and live on the ground. From this day, you shall wear at your throat the mark of the coward, the white feather. And where is Pukeko, vain Pukeko, so proud of his bright colours? Pukeko, who will not get his feet wet. Pukeko, who loves the company of other birds. From now on, your feet shall know only the dampness of the swamps, and you shall live in the lonely places, and spend your days far from the birds of the bush. But Kiwi, brave and noble little Kiwi, though I must take away your wings and your bright feathers, your goodness shall never be forgotten. In years to come, you will become a symbol of this country. You will be known in every corner of the world. You other birds, those who, although I did not ask, would not offer to help me, you also I shall punish. I shall make you silent, and the voice of a bird shall never be heard in the forest again. Then Tani looked up and saw a bellbird looking at him, her face indescribably sad. And because he still loved the birds in spite of their selfishness, he said, "Bellbird, you have touched my heart, so I shall make your punishment less severe. I will allow each of you to sing during the day." But you may sing in full chorus only at dawn, when the sun first touches the bush, so that each fresh day you will remember. Then Tani was gone, and the birds flew away, Morpork to the deepest, darkest, most secret parts of the bush, Pukeko to the dismal swamp. Cuckoo to hunt for nests to lay her eggs in, and Kiwi found himself on the ground, as grey as a ghost, without a trace of his wings, and with his legs that once were thin, now strong and thick, to scrape away the covering of dead leaves on the bush floor. And from that day to this, the birds haven't changed. Tui still wears his white feathers. And Pukeko still lives in the lonely swamp, and Kiwi still lives on the ground, and keeps it clear of crawling, creeping things. So it has been for many thousands of years, and so it shall always be, for Tane himself ordered it. His story told, Pukie shuffled off home to sleep.
One was skinny and was called Skinny Witty, and the other one was fat, and it was called Fat Witty. <laughs> Here's a song by Chris Priestley called Two Fat Cats. They sleep on the piano and a basket by the door, curl upon the sofa in the shop next door. Spyro, he's the wanderer, doesn't need a map. Ronan's in the courtyard Asleep in someone's lap Yes, the two fat cats Lying in the sun Spiral's got white socks While Ronan has none Two fat cats Children come to see Two tubby tabbies As happy as can be Always pat them gently Poke them in the eye and never pull their tails Your mum will tell you why Ronan likes to cuddle And Spyro loves to roam But when it comes to dinner time They both come running home Well, walking anyway Back in the beginning With sparrows everywhere Sparrows in the sugar And sparrows in your hair Two tabby kittens came to save the day Now all those cheeky sparrows have flown away 
Now the two fat cats lying in the sun. Spyro's got white socks, but Ronan has none. Two fat cats, children come to see. Two tubby tabbies, as happy as can be. And very happy, just lying in the sun, purring, meowing. Green eggs and ham. I am Sam. I am Sam. Sam I am. That Sam I am, that Sam I am. I do not like that Sam I am. Do you like green eggs and ham? I do not like them Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. Would you like them here or there? I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them Sam I am. Would you like them in a house? Would you like them with a mouse? I do not like them in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Would you eat them in a box? Would you eat them with a fox? Not in a box, not with a fox, not in a house, not with a mouse. I would not eat them here or there. I would not eat them anywhere. I would not eat green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Would you, could you, in a car? Eat them, eat them, here they are. I would not, could not, in a car. You may like them, you will see. You may like them in a tree. I would not, could not, in a tree. Not in a car, you let me be. I do not like them in a box. I do not like them with a fox. I do not like them in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. A train, a train, a train, a train. Could you, would you, on a train? Not on a train, not in a tree, not in a car, Sam, let me be. I would not, could not, in a box. I would not, could not, with a fox. I will not eat them with a mouse. I will not eat them in a house. I will not eat them here or there. I will not eat them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam, I am. Say, in the dark, here in the dark, would you, could you, in the dark? I would not, could not, in the dark. Would you, could you, in the rain? I would not, could not, in the rain. Not in the dark, not on a train. Not in a car, not in a tree. I do not like them, Sam, you see. Not in a house, not in a box. Not with a mouse, not with a fox. I will not eat them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. You do not like green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam, I am. Could you, would you, with a goat? I would not, could not, with a goat. Would you, could you, on a boat? I would not, would not, on a boat. I will not, will not, with a goat. I will not eat them in the rain. I will not eat them on the train. Not in the dark, not in a tree, not in a car. You let me be. I do not like them in a box. I do not like them with a fox. I will not eat them in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. 
You do not like them, so you say. Try them, try them, and you may. Try them, and you may, I say. Sam, if you will let me be, I will try them, you will see. Say, I like green eggs and ham. I do, I like them, Sam I am. And I would eat them in a boat, and I would eat them with a goat. And I will eat them in the rain, and in the dark, and on a train, and in a car, and in a tree. They are so good, so good, you see. So I will eat them in a box, and I will eat them with a fox, and I will eat them in a house, and I will eat them with a mouse, and I will eat them here and there. Say, I will eat them anywhere. I do so like green eggs and ham. Thank you, thank you, Sam I am. A round little snowman had a carrot for his nose. Along came a bunny, and what do you suppose? The hungry little bunny was looking for his lunch. He ate the snowman's nose. Nibble, nibble, crunch. A round little snowman had a carrot for his nose. Along came a bunny. And what do you suppose? The hungry little bunny was looking for his lunch. He ate the snowman's nose. Nibble, nibble, crunch. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.